G'day, everyone, and welcome to the Insight NBA show. This is The Pickup. I'm your host, Matty G. I'm Malleless. He is in absentia, which is a fancy way of saying he's basically buggered off on camp for the week. But he is thinking of you, of course, because you are the dear listeners and the viewers of the Insight NBA Pickup show. And he's left you this love letter. Dear listener, although I am physically absent from the show, my spiritual presence remains. Look for my existence in the unseen of the NBA, the dandruff in Harden's beard. The unwrapped, unused stress ball on Draymond's countertop, the photograph of Adam Silver on Halliburton's dartboard, or even by the mangled wreck of Ubre's Huffy mountain bike. These are my horcruxes, and this is the show. We've got buy lows, sell highs, we've got news, we've got the rewind, we've got it all. It's action packed, and it's coming at you right up after this. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. You are, and don't forget, we on Insight are now on, we've been on it for a while now on the Discord channel, but we have our Discord Unlimited, not just for NBA, but for NBL, that season coming down to the wire, but also with AFL and NRL virtually kicking off. Make sure you check out the link in the bio below, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube, for only 25 bucks, less than basically 50 cents a week. For the entire year, you don't get access just to NBA and expert advice here, you get it for AFL for NRL, for BBL, for all sports, for 25 Australian dollars. So if you're in America, it's like four bucks. Super cheap. Get onto that one. Make sure you join up and get onto that below. And we're going to get into a bit of rewind of today's NBA action. The Lakers, one could argue they're rolling a little bit right now. They're getting some wins on the board. And although it was a six-point win for them, 124 to 118 over the Charlotte Hornets today, we could get some really interesting stuff out of it. The game was almost over at halftime, to be fair. The Lakers were up 16. But like they can, the Hornets can get pesky. Now, they are a depleted side right now, and there are obviously rumors swirling with trade week. Miles Bridges being one of the focal points of that trade talk. Now, we're going to talk about him a little bit later on on our buy low, sell high, or grab now, guys, because there's some there's some stuff at work with Miles. But the guy who was absolutely hot, 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 and I should also mention what I mentioned Kelly Oubre before. I didn't play the sound drop. And if I don't mention Tsunami Papi and Brandon Miller, because he was hot today as well. Skittysaurus Rex might just do me in on the heat check on Saturday morning. But look, he has continued to be absolutely on fire, Brandon Miller, the number two overall pick in this year's draft. Look, if if a guy called Victor Wenbanyama didn't exist or, or Chet Holgren, He'd, he'd be a rookie of the year at this point. And it's really hard to mitigate these things when you've got two incredible talents like Chet and Wemby who've been hanging around inside the top 20 of NBA all season. But right now there's this kind of this, these guys are tied together in a way because no LaMelo Ball, no Gordon Haywood, no Mark Williams. But they're not exactly fighting fit, one would argue, the Charlotte Hornets. But PJ Washington, He's been fighting fit for him as well. Another 34 minutes today, 15 points, eight rebounds, four assists and a steal. That's really nice. But obviously the huge news today was a career-high 41 points for Miles Bridges and four assists. He didn't get a rebound, which is just, when you look at the stat sheet, he usually does. He didn't get any rebounds today, though he did do very well at backing up the hell out of a missed 
AD dunk, and he would have been put on a poster. He, he couldn't stand any business there. Look, the Clippers get the win here, and that's an interesting talking point as well. Rui Hachimura getting the start, filling in that Vando role right now. They are clicking together this starting five. LeBron James, 26 points, a huge triple-double from AD, 26 points, three block shots, 11 assists, and 15 rebounds. Look, the only thing that he was missing from his game today was getting from the free throw line. Two from two, you love to see the 100%. In fact, they knocked down their free throws in an 84% clip today, the Los Angeles Lakers. So hats off to them, but they get the win there. In our next game, we did come across the Dallas Mavericks losing out to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Hats off to good old mate, the Don. He's Don, he's very good, and he's a good teammate who shut down talk today that they are better without Darius Garland in their starting five. 29 points for Donovan Mitchell, two steals, five assists, two rebounds. He is having a cracker to drip in with five three-pointers. This was one of the, this is their lineup. This is their incredible lineup across the board. Struess, Mitchell, Garland, Allen, and Mobley. They're all back. They're healthy. There was talk that Darius Garland with a knee niggle could miss this one. He was rolled out. What was good to see, though, was the eight from 10 from the floor for Jared Allen. Good numbers from Jarrett Allen. Decent rebounding numbers, like not decent. Big boy boards for Evan Mobley. 14 there, seven assists, two steals, and a block. Look, they're filtering it around. Isaac Okoro and Karis LeVert are getting the most minutes off the bench. So what we can glean from this one, with them fully healthy at this point, when we're watching the Cavaliers, if we're looking for a back-to-back stream and Max Struess isn't around, and let's be fair, he's not in a lot of leagues. We're definitely going to get Karis to a lesser extent. Again, not available in a lot of leagues. But Isaac Okoro is just starting to get those steals up as a bit of a stream specialist there. So we do keep our eyes on him getting the minutes. The Kings going down in this one. Initially in buy low, I was going to flirt with the idea of De'Aaron Fox. He's had a couple of massive games lately, but then you're getting these games along the way. And he generally ramps himself up and finds that form, especially after the All-Star snub. 19 points today, two steals, one assist, four rebounds, eight from 20 from the floor. Not that good efficiency-wise. So it kind of gets owners a bit frustrated. And we'll talk about being a frustrated owner a little later in on the pod because that actually factors into one of our like buy low guys. But I'm thinking the window is probably around the De'Aaron Fox buy lowish for him. We all know the talent that he is, so it's not besmirching him. He's been back to the swiper days, getting steals and all getting games lately. We love to see that from him. But obviously when you are the talent that he is, You want to be seeing the plus 20, 25 scoring on most nights. You want to see good distribution from your point guard. We love to see that. Also, Kevin Herter continues to be a decent uh, streaming option for them, as too does Malik Monk in 24 minutes today, 7 from 12 from the field from Malik Monk for 18 points. DeMontis Sabonis, though, I've got to say this one, the horsey, he gets the big horse of the day award. Look. Six from nine from the field to uh, bank down 12 points. We love that, but 19 rebounds for the bloke to go with 15 assists. Bugging me sideways and call me spank. The triple-double lining up like that doesn't always happen. No, but DeMontis is having a career year, especially after the All-Star snub. He is absolutely flying right now. Hey, guess what? Kyrie Irving is back. Oh, my God, it's so juicy. It really is when you see a Kyrie line like this. 10 from 17, the most shots for the Mavs today. More than Luka, 35 minutes coming back after this. Time. 
The thing which was the anomaly for me, for him, he is so crafty getting to the rim, he can initiate contact at any point in time. And that's also what makes Kyrie a really elite fantasy player. His ability to get to the line and make them. He's a 90 guy. Like He's that guy. But getting to the line once, not good cause in his way, but the five rebounds, eight assists, two steals, one block, and 23 points. You love to see Kyrie back in action, two from three from downtown for him. he He's just absolutely firing the second that he's come back for the Dallas Mavericks. And the Dallas Mavericks have also been in a lot of trade rumors. And they're looking to nail down that power forward more than a small forward spot. Now, that's the talk that's coming out of Dallas. So let's talk about trade-wise with them. If they're okay with the small forward spot and they're looking at the power forward spot, they've got Grant Williams. And the talk today is that they, they're looking for it. Grant Williams could be it. But we're going to talk Bobby Portis later on. Because Bobby Portis is in rumors to be a direct swap with the Bucks, with the Mavs for Grant Williams. And that's a really interesting fit. And I kind of like it. Portis can stretch the floor. He's, let's call it a, a culture guy. Like he gets in and he's, he's done the dirty work for the Bucks for a while. Beloved fan, the tortoise. Beloved by the fans. So him going to Dallas makes some sense for me. And I kind of like it and the upside that that could present for him. Tim Hardaway Jr., an absolute stinker for that zero from eight from the floor for everyone who picked him up thinking you could get like a cheeky 15 or 20 points and a whole bunch of threes today. Look, he stunk up the joint. He'll be better than that zero from eight. But the guy who also wasn't firing after his big day the other day for six from 16 from the field, Tyrese Maxey. Also one from six from the field, Paul Reed. Now, we all wanted to grab big Paul Reed and put him into our lineups the second that Joel Embiid went out. Today's 22 minutes. I initially thought that he could get anywhere between 24 to 26, 28 minutes tops in this lineup because Nick Nurse seems just hesitant to roll him out more than that. When he's had his big lines, he's played more minutes. But Nurse doesn't seem to do that. In fact, Mo Bamba getting 18 out there and, and Morris on another 24 minutes, look, they were just really inefficient today. They were 27% from the from three-point line, the Philadelphia 76ers, and they were 43% from the field. They did not get it done. And they flew out of the blocks in the first quarter in this game, and they just couldn't get it back. The Mavericks poured it on in the fourth to get the win. But look, this is what happens in these kind of lineups when, when you know Tyrese Maxey is going to be pressured, and it's going to cause some inefficiencies from the day. He will be better than this. He has shown us that he is better than this. But this is where you get that, that, that oh, what, what do I do? What do I do? Oh, geez, he just blew up and then he does this one. Of course, he's going to get a lot more attention from defenses. So are Tobias Harris. This is where guys like Kelly Oubre Jr., he gets the bump. 19 points today, six rebounds, a steal, two from seven from deep. Not great, but also got to the cup a lot seven from 17, and to the free throw line. So this is where the fringe guys open it up more than the guys who are always going to attract the attention of the defense, especially when we're looking for fantasy value and fantasy streaming options there. This was an absolutely huge game today. I don't know if the Atlanta Hawks could stop anyone. I just also thought that the Clippers could, or just the Atlanta Hawks can score a shit ton as well. The Clips get the win, 149 over the Hawks, 144. Kawhi Leonard, oh my lord, he is just, oh. Mm, he has been averaging 30 points per game on 58 from the field, 51 from three, and 100% shooting from the free throw line over 
his past five games. Kawhi Leonard is absolutely on fire. James Harden's very, very good as well. And I almost triple-double for this bloke. Great job for him. I put out in a trade actually to Mally the other day. We were talking about Harden in one of our leagues. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, it was looking okay. And then he comes back and does this, 10 from 10 from the free throw line, getting there with efficiency, James Harden. It, it's hard to want to trade him away. And this is what I think he is now for the Clippers. This is this evolution of it. But the guy who's got the ding is going to pop up in our buy low show a bit later. Paul George, 7 from 13. Now, now hold up, Matty. Yeah. Gee, what are you talking about? That's plus 500. Okay, yes, it is. But where's the shots? Where's the 22, 23, 24-point games? Where's the additional fringy stats? Only 500. He's getting to the free throw line less. One from two today. Three rebounds. Five assists is good. Great. Two steals. Really good. But poor George has been down over the past two weeks to outside the top 30, 35 in the NBA. We'll, we'll do a bit of a deep dive on it soon. But again, the buy low window on poor George is definitely here, especially when others start to get the attention. Uh, next game of the day, let's go have a look over at the Golden State Warriors getting a good win against the Brooklyn Nets. A note on here for the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Cam Johnson leaving the, quarter, uh, leaving the game late in the fourth quarter. He did return, and then he was just a no-go. Now, they think it's an abductor strain, so we're looking for more of a, an update on Cam Johnson um, to find out what's going on with his injury. Obviously not good, and he's been a nice little streaming option and also picked up value of late. Cam Johnson's been fringy, dropped back into the top 100. So we're just going to keep our eye on him and what happens with his injury for him. Because for me, he has been a little bit on the rise under the radar and a Brooklyn Nets team that has been kind of flying under the radar. He is a game time decision. Let's just to see if we can get out of there. But he is experiencing adductor soreness. It doesn't say a strain. It doesn't say that he's going to be out for long. But still, your red flags go up when you hear adductor. And also, this close to the All-Star break, Trade deadline, we know that these injuries can be pushed out a little bit. Much like Fred Van Fleet, he's got adductor injuries right now. He could be out for the next while. Look out, six games. I think it is until the All-Star break. So they're probably best to leave that and have the extended holiday that comes with it then push a guy back to be healthy because we've seen where that's gone sideways for us so far this year. Uh, Mikal Bridges, down game from him with 300 performance from the floor. Nick Claxton, a great game again from him. Look, 15 points. We love the seven block shots from Clacco. My lordy lord. The man is a SWAT machine. You, you love being a Claxton owner, especially if you've got Yahoo, and you just will be doing, going about the business of your day and, you, and you'll see things pop up. Nick Claxton has reached four blocks. It's very, very good. He's very, very good, and he is one of my favorite centers in the NBA. He's also just developing a really nice soft touch around the rim, which we love. And this is an interesting team we want to keep our eye on. There's been a lot of trade talk around the Brooklyn Nets with Spencer Dinwiddie. 39 minutes from him today, a pretty lousy game for his nine points, five assists, not much there. But you know what? Steph Curry, 29 points again, 500 from the field, only got to the free throw line once for Steph. But Jonathan Kaminga has been a revelation. I don't know if it was just him needing to throw some shit at Steve Kerr and get some business up off his chest. We all know that sometimes. He's got to vent and say what's on your mind and move on. He seems to have done it and done that within the team lately because he has been absolutely flying. 10 rebounds today, three assists, one steal, two blocks, a long to go with an almost team high, 28 points, one point below Steph. Clay Thompson, 
is just so unhappy with himself. He was in the locker room just giving himself shit after the game and grief. And, and the good old mate Draymond Green trying to lift him up, being like, man, I, I've stuffed up game five of the finals. It's a great clip. If you can find that one on your on your socials, it's Draymond Green. Clay Thompson's been, oh, yeah, I suck, man. It's hard to go from you know, being one of the best players to to this right now. Like, it, it's, it's tough. And Draymond's like, fuck that. I miss game five of the NBA finals. Like, don't even worry about it. Like, don't care. Trying to rally his mates. You'd love to see that from him. Uh, also news that Chris Paul will be still re-evaluated in one or two weeks for them. But also a, a cheeky uh, trade deadline candidate as well for the Golden State Warriors. But, yep, the Warriors getting the win 109 over the Brooklyn Nets 108. It's one of the shorter days that we have in the NBA today. And we're looking down to our last two games. We're looking to our very last game of the day. It is, of course, the Toronto Raptors taking a massive L to the New Orleans Pelicans. The Raptors, they've struggled a little bit of late. And, of course, they're blowing up the team, and that's what's going to kind of happen. But they just feel flat. And these guys were absolutely blown away in the first quarter, 36-19 by the New Orleans Pelicans. They did play it to a dead rubber by the end of the half, but then they just gave up the ghost in the third, and they said, bugger it. And then the game was completely and utterly out of their reach by the end of it. What we can gather is this one. Grady Dick got a shitload of burn. 30 minutes from Grady Dick. Now, if this continues to be a trend, are you looking to, Are you looking for some dick in your team? Oh, God, there's no other way to say that. But look, Grady Dick might become an ad. For nine from 16, four from eight from deep, four rebounds, two assists, a steal. Now, that's great percentages. We all know what it, we, we all expected good things for him when he came into the draft. And if they're going to really blow it up and this is what it's going to be like, and they're rolling out their guys like Jordan Nauer for 24 minutes, and they're going to give Grady more minutes, my kind of eyes are on Grady Dick. Going to have to watch him. Because if he's going to continue to do this in 30 minutes a night, now, yes, it was a blowout. We can't read into it. But if Bruce Brown goes off, because he's a name in the trades and they start rolling out and they want to develop some more of their younger talent. Why not give it to a lottery pick? Why not give it to one of these younger blokes in the draft? So I do think there is a room for him, especially after the trade deadline to get some more run. And this is what he could bring to the team for the Pelicans today. We've just got to say it was hot, hot, hot. And I've got to play this from Skitty because I know that Skitty is playing against me in one of our leagues this oh, week. Hot, Brent- hot, hot, hot. Literally on Fuego, 16 from 21 from the field, 8 from 11 from downtown. He has these games every now and then when he just looks unstoppable. Nine assists to go with it. That's sexy. A block shot, 41 points, plus 37 on the plus minus. It's just ridiculous. That was a massive game from him. Zion Williamson only did 22 minutes. They didn't need to roll out their starters as much. It was a blowout. We can't glean too much. Larry Nance back in their lineup. Alvarado getting some burn. And Trey Murphy. He was a pickup for a lot of guys in the last few days with Herb Jones being out. Herb Jones getting 22 minutes, again with the blowout. No need to risk Trey Murphy on this one. But in the 25 minutes, a solid stream option. And Trey Murphy is dependable. He is on a lot of wires because he hasn't been consistent after returning after his injury later this year. Herb Jones is now the, the tenured starter for the Pels. So this is where we can definitely look at Trey Murphy. And if we ever get word, that Herb Jones is out, we can bring Trey into our lineups. They're almost interchangeable in that one. This is our wrap-up of our points. That was brought to you by our very good friends over at Bonus Bank to give you the bonuses on today's games. If you want to look at betting on tomorrow's games, why not find out the best way you can with Bonus Bank? 
What parlays, what multis, what single game, same game multi refunds from you get? What sites can you look at to get your money back? How can you do low risk betting for maximum reward? Bonus Bank will show you how. For less than two bucks a week, these guys can hook you up with some of their wonderful video tutorials, teach you how to bet smarter with Bonus Bank. Use promo code INSIGHT for 25 months off your first month. Get on the subscription. Get on that one right now because it is time for some, I guess we're going to, are we going to do it? We're just going to do the buy here. Let's, let's go with cold, guys. You know what? Let's do this one. It is cold in here. Now, I hate to say it because I am a very, like I'm, I own this guy in a bunch of leagues. So when I have to say that this is the, the guys we want to buy low on, it breaks my heart to say this one because I'm a massive fan of him because he's also a good Lego fan. He's a massive Lego fan. Who am I talking about? Well, it's Miles Turner. Miles Turner has not been very, very good. And he's continued to be a buy low target for quite a while now. In fact, in the last month, he has been outside the top 100. In the last two weeks, he has been outside the top 200. Now he's been out with injuries, so we can't clean it. And on this season, he is a top 45 ranked player. But in the last month, being outside the top 100 is not very good. And you know things are grim when you're just scrolling around on Reddit, on the fantasy basketball, and, and the username, I'm going to shout you out, U-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T. There's a lot of dashes and a lot of T's for this bloke. And it was about a Nekorokongwo, who I've been a big fan of the omelette, as we all know, I belovedly call him for a while now. So I was looking about what they say about Anyekara Kongwu, and it seeped into Miles Turner, which made me do a deeper dive on him. With Capella out and trade rumors, Okongwu is clearly a must-roster option in the interim, and I really want to pick him up. But the only two players on my roster that I would drop for him are Miles Turner or Ben Simmons. Turner, because he's on a dip lately. Now, this is the idea. When, when you read this, the blocks are down, tick, true, fouls are a lot, and doesn't seem to adapt well to playing in this fast-paced offense. Siakam being there hasn't helped him either. Simmons, because we don't know how long he'll be on a minutes restriction. And also if he'll play more than three games, maybe for the rest of the year, who knows? So any insight would be helpful. Well, that's pretty bloody grim. And the blocks have been down. And it's not, it's not good because when you draft this bloke, when you draft Miles Turner, you want blocks. Now they've been there at 1.8 blocks per game for the season. That's very good. But in the last two weeks, he has been less than a block. In fact, in the last month, he has been on one. So this is where it's looking really down for the bloke. His field goal efficiency as well has slipped down. He has been under 500 for a while now. In the last month, he has been at 480. Free throw percentage down, less than 700 at 690. This is career low spate for him. And it's buy low on Miles Turner when you think about this because you want blocks, you want field goal, you want rebounds. And even his rebounding is down. Now, he doesn't need to do as much with Pascal Siakam there, but we do want him to score. We do want him to space the floor some. And this is the thing. His, his three-point attempts have been there this season. But the clip that he is hitting them at, it's, it's not good. In fact, in the last two weeks, he has been just over 200 he was at 330 for the season, so it wasn't really great. And considering last year he was at 370, like that's what we really love to see. 
but it has not been a good run for Miles Turner of late. So the buy low window for him is right now. It's been around for a little bit, but it's probably trying to start being active on some owners who could be freaking out ahead of the trade deadline. Not that we think he'll be traded necessarily, but there's only a few weeks of your fantasy season to go. So this is where panicked owners who might be languishing around the middle of the table and fighting for a playoff spot will make a move because I believe Miles Turner will be better than this. And he's had buy low windows in the past, and he's always righted the ship previously. So I do think that he can right the ship again. Much like our next candidate, Paul George. Now, I mentioned Paul George earlier. In this whole new illustrious winning side of the Los Angeles Clippers, this is the bloke who has taken the bigger hit. And we all thought that it was going to be James Hunt. And, and yes, he has at times, but he's been playing better and better. Kawhi Leonard is absolutely huge. Now, when you initially drafted Paul George at the beginning of the season, you you were kind I mean, we heard the rumors that Harden wanted to go there. Sure. Like our ears were open and we heard it. We, we didn't know it was going to actually play out. We thought it could, but we weren't sure it was going to. So we still built around the idea and the premise of the big two being Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Big dogs have got to eat. As Matrix will say, big dog got to eat. And he's a big dog, but they all can't eat the same. And he's dipped in usage and percentages lately. Look, he continues just to be, they, they integrate his minutes. They seem a bit down and they fluctuate all over the place. But owners have taken this guy. He has been on the season top 15 player, 100%. And so when we say buy low, you also need to look at where they've been for the year and where they've been in recent time. Because that's where we look at, re, it's, rec, it's recency bias. It's just bloody recency bias. In the last two weeks, he's been, the 40th best player, down from a top 10 player. So people see regression. They feel that. They feel that stress, the anxiety. Oh, what's going on with PG? Oh, his minutes are down. His, his points, what's going on? Oh, Harden's, Harden and Kawhi. And also when guys get all the shine, someone gets a bit of an enigma. You know what I mean? Like It's like, oh, yeah, it's Kawhi. And Kawhi has been nothing short of incredible. And Harden has been too. But this is the time where those things open up. For the year, the guy's been averaging 22 points. Right in the last two weeks, 17. He's been averaging five and a half rebounds. Last two weeks, he's been averaging 4.6. The steals have been around the same all year long. The blocks have been up. The field goal percentage has been down though. And that's what we start to look at. We start to look at that and the threes going back to about two a game instead of 3.4. We start to just feel like a little bit unsure and a little bit uneasy about PG-13. And that's what we want to look at again. We want to look to capitalize on guys who aren't living up to their expectations or guys who, it's almost like panic buttons. Like you want to just hit the panic button on the bloke. And that's what's happening with Paul George right now. You could probably couple him back for a very nice piece. Again, he's been top 15 on the season. But when he's top 40 in the last two weeks because of that stretch and because of that dip in numbers and the unsurety of an owner, and the possibility of him maybe getting injured, if that's what they're playing around over in Clipland with this, in Clippers Nation is playing around with the minutes restriction. It's been a little bit softly imposed at times. But when they're firing, they don't need to rail them out there. They, they want a healthy poor George for the playoffs. That's what this team is designed to do. However, there is good news for some targets, and there's two that it is. And I'm going to talk about these guys as my, I'm not going to say grab now and buy guys, but this is the guy's, to have a look at. These two blokes right here are absolutely huge right now. This is 
One, Brandon Miller and Miles Bridges. Now, these two guys, if ever there was a time to like buy, these guys right now are absolutely hot. In fact, I'd probably have to say that these guys are like, pull over by this hot guy and let me out. Pull over and let them out because I said earlier in the pod, let me just give you a bit of a let me give you a bit of a Brandon Miller flex. This bloke has been absolutely huge. He has been in the last week a top 20 fantasy player, putting him right in the realm of the Wembies and the Chets, like we spoke about earlier. He has been averaging 30 points a game almost. He's at 29, which is absolutely massive for a rookie. Uh, four threes a game, almost four rebounds, basically three assists, two steals on 460 from the field and 880 from the free throw line. Chipping in a block as well over the last week, these are massive numbers. Like he's top 20. On the year, he is the 130th best player. In the last month, he's been at 60 and now he's top 20. But this is the interesting thing. It's also tied to the value of Miles Bridges and everyone else around Charlotte right now. And Miles Bridges, he has been absolutely insane lately. In fact, he has been the 28th best player in the last week. You've got two top 30 fantasy players in the Charlotte Hornets, and one of their names is not LaMelo Ball. It's crazy, isn't it? Now, Miles was absolutely balling out after his percentages today. Uh, 24.8, basically 25 points a game, three threes, 6.5 rebounds, basically four assists a game, a block a game, 450 from the, fi- 450 from the field, and in the last week, 100% from the free throw line. His percentages have been 870 from the free throw line in the last two, and he's been averaging 22 points, basically eight rebounds and four assists. So why are we buying now on these guys? Why are we why are we selling high? Sorry, why are we why are we getting rid of them if they're so good? Well, we don't have to, but we have to think about the Charlotte Hornets situation. Okay, like I said, there's no Lamelo Ball right now. Cool, tick, more ball for everyone because we know Ball loves Ball and gets Ball. But there's trade season around. Mark Williams has been out. Their incumbent starter. Nick Richards is there. Nick Richards has to get minutes. So that's going to impact PJ Washington. Even in lineups, which impact Miles Bridges somewhat. Gordon Haywood, he exists. He's coming back soon. And there's even talk that he'll sign an extension, which seems crazy with his expiring contract, but he could be re-up with the Charlotte Hornets. And if that happens, he'll need to play. So this is what we're tying it to. Brandon Miller has been getting such a bump with these guys out that this might not be fully sustainable to this limit. This is Apex Mountain Brandon Miller at number 17. And he's getting a lot of attention. He's getting a lot of buzz. No pun intended for Buzz City, but you know he's getting a lot of bloody attention. And when guys get attention, people start looking at your lineup and who owns this bloke. Oh, who owns Brandon? Oh, Jesus, he's bloody good. I want to get him. Now, I don't think you're going to be able to get him for cheap, but you can sell high and get a great piece back that you can ride into the playoffs who could be more sustainable. And that's what that's about. So, gee, what are you talking about then for Miles Bridges? He's been bloody fantastic. Well, it's the same thing. He's also been in trade rumors galore lately. Is he going to be a Phoenix Sun? Now, there's a risk that's involved with trades because if he goes off and he becomes a Phoenix Sun of all people, is he going to be a small ball five for them? 
like Nurk has been incredible for them. But if they run a small lineup, is that where he slots in? Does like what's the his role going to be there? Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Miles Bridges, and Nurk? Or is he going to be the sixth man off the bench and just come out there and score a shitload and be able to initiate everything? I don't know what that looks like. And it seems that the more and more it happens, there's more and more talk. And it's starting to divide Suns Nation a little bit as well. I don't know if they necessarily want him with the team starting to come together and coalesce now that Beal's been back for a hot minute. But that kind of talk just, you know, gets me there. And again, players returning is going to ding him as well. Now, we haven't seen them fully healthy with all their blokes out there playing consistent minutes, but I do know one thing. There is only one basketball in a basketball court, and it needs to be shared around their players. Heliocentric offense is not going to work with the Charlotte Hornets unless your name is Lamelo Ball, not Miles Bridges, who everything has run through with this team lately. And this is an interesting one. For my last one for these sets of blokes for the night, I think it's time to, I don't know, it's a half by this one, but I'm thinking that it's time to buy these guys. Buy more. Sound fair enough? I don't know if this is necessarily buy more. I call this one a bit of a slashy. I'm going to call it buy slash grab now because no one's buying Bobby Bloody Porter stock because he's on waiver wires left, right, and center. Portis the tortoise is on waiver wires. And so this is where we need to look at the value of these two guys, Damian Lillard and Bobby Portis. Now, Bobby Portis played incredibly the other day with Brock Lopez being out. Now, with Brook Lopez being out, you don't need to play that. Portis doesn't need to do more than that. This is what he has done all season. He gets to roll out there when someone is out and gets to do his thing, left, right, and center. He has picked up and dropped off more times at night than someone driving an Uber. Now, he's gone up to 71% rostered in the last day. And that was off the back of his 27-point performance the other night. It was absolutely massive. When he gets the minutes, he's there. And he's owned mostly in 14-man leagues, 16-mans, 100%. 12 teams, he's fringy. You do see him on waiver-wise in 10-man leagues. Here's a really interesting case, Bobby Portis. And why I think Bobby Portis is a really interesting case is the talk of him going to the Dallas Mavericks I think is really good. Is he going to get those Kleber minutes? I think he's a lot better. And if he's starting, if this guy is starting on 30, 28 to 30 minutes a night, if he's playing a solid role, he, he can be good. In the minutes that he's getting right now, in less than 24 minutes a night, he is averaging 12 and a half points, a three a game, six rebounds. He gets an assist. The defensive numbers are always kind of lacking, but he's 500 from the field and almost 800 from the free throw line. He's got a lot of potential when he's playing 30 minutes like he has in the past week. He has 17 points, almost two threes, eight rebounds. Funnily enough with him, his assists have gone down, but the steals have gone up with him. We love that. 500, 540 from the field and 830 from the free throw line. So when he's playing close to 30 minutes, he is giving us returns. His minutes, though, as a starter on 36 minutes a night, these are huge. He's averaging over 25 points a game, seven rebounds, over two steals, plus 500 from the floor, and perfect from the free throw line as a starter. Now, that's only in one game, sure. That's massive. 
Now, but you mitigate that with the minutes at 36. And if he comes in at 32, you can see here that he has room to grow. So you could grab him maybe in another trade as a second piece, as a throw-in, because people pick him up and throw him on the waiver wire. I've got him here right now. I bought him up in one of my leagues for just to see the journey of Bobby Portis throughout. And this was the journey of Bobby Portis. History. Drafted at 140th overall. He was dropped, added, dropped, added, dropped, added, dropped, added. That's four or five times, of course, this season, the bloke's been on the waiver wire. So you check your waiver wire, especially if you're in a 12-man league and you've got a lot of lot of positions in your team, maybe a 12-team, 12-player league with some utility spots. You can roll him out there 100%. You know, the Bucks have got a solid schedule for the week. You can make the most of that. Now, you know, you don't need to push it. They've got a three-game week, sure. But the other guy that tells me right here now, again, is Damian Lillard. Because he has been a disappointment for a lot of owners this year. He's had an ankle issue of late. So when injuries start to play around with Damian Lillard, we all should just collectively hold our breath and panic. He's still been, he's still been a top 20-ish player on the season. But when you're drafting Damian Lillard in the first round, just after the first round, you do get some buyer's remorse and you might want to ship him off. Now, in the last week, he's been just within the top 100. The last two weeks, just within the top 75 players. And for a guy that you're taking with a top 20 pick, maybe potentially you took him in the first round. I don't know many leagues that Damian Lillard didn't go outside the first round, top 15, you know, beginning of the second round on the snake on that turn. But the efficiency has been better in the last week, 460. He's getting to the line a little bit. We like that. It's four attempts. We want that to come back up. He averages about seven. So he's getting to the line, but there's room for more. We like that. He's been on 22 points a game. His average fee is 25, so his points are down right now. He can score. We know he can score. His threes have been around the same all season long. But he can be better than this. The steal per game kind of numbers for him has been there. And I just think in the doc system and the attention that he's going to get is going to be less because Giannis is on the floor. And when you've got Giannis to use there as a spacer, when they figure out that kick and that slash and that pick and roll and that is unlocked and they work really hard on that as they push for a playoff spot after this ankle issue, I see Dame being better. And he's been a incredible fantasy player for many owners over years. So when you have a guy who is this good and they have fallen so far, and we've all seen it recently with Steph Curry. Steph Curry was a bylaw a couple weeks ago. Then he comes back and knocks out a thousand points in a basketball game and gets hot again. And everyone sings the praises and infuses praise on Steph Curry. Well, we've had the conversations like who's better, Steph or Dame at times. Steph, clearly. But Dame is really, really good. And I do think that he can be better. And as the Bucs continue to push, I think he will push further. And so for me, when I see this system and it's yet to be figured out with Doc, he's playing a lot of minutes. Let's hope that ankle injury staves off. But this could be where you could pry him away from an owner who's disappointed it because over the top last two weeks, to be just inside the top 75, this is where people start to get itchy and panicky. You know, we're in week 16. Playoffs start in, in a month, some less than. 
Some people start their playoffs early and run them over two weeks. There's going to be Damian Lillard owners out there who are just looking around to consolidate their spot, and that's where you could sweep in and get them. And you could be like, oh, look, maybe, maybe you do a really solid two-for-one. And you get back the piece and you can bring in someone else into your team that's a great quality piece, and you come out in front. So this is where we want to look at Damian Lillard right now as a little bit of a like buy now because the it's a buy lowish window. So yeah, you buy now when it's buy low. Like you don't want to buy someone necessarily when it's high all the time because you're just giving equal value. You do want to try and get a bit of a return off this thing. You don't always have to. Sure, it can work for both parties when you're making a trade, but we do know that it works for you when you play your cards right and give the right person to get the right fit for your team. And Damian Lillard, is Damian Lillard. You'd be laughing to get him in your team, especially if you don't have to give up as much as you usually do. Now, before we get to the next part, big shout out to our good friends, the Standard Squeeze. I am repping their merch up on their headgear right now. If you are in need of going camping, like my good friend, Mally, you want to take your four and one away with you for the drive or off to work or their wonderful Standard Squeeze with the perfect nip pause, a perfect nip premix every single time, jump on there and get one. And use the promo code INSIGHT15 to get 15% off your order on that one. Look, let's do a bit of a game preview and then look at some targets for stream for the rest of the week. He is heating up. Yeah, look, we're going to talk about the rest of the week right now. We are in week 16. We are about to hit Tuesday with seven games, respectively, on Tuesday and Wednesday. And there's only one team that plays a back-to-back slate in week 16, and that is the Miami Heat. So our top streams for Tuesday and Wednesday could be any of these blokes, including Haskins Jr., Caleb Martin, Josh Richardson, and Duncan Robinson. They would be the guys who are looking to get the most out of juice for two games out of one ad. Now, I did say earlier in the week that we want to be the tortoise this week. We don't want to rush out the blocks being trade week and make all of our ads straight away and leave ourselves absolutely stuffed come the trade deadline. Some leagues have IL or IL plus. You can put those players in because they're unavailable to play, so they become eligible to go in IL or IL plus. So we can do that and tactically bring in guys along the course of the way. But do our league settings allow that? Go go in and check your league settings because if you can do that and you don't have anyone in there, it's a nice little cheeky stream. But you could get a guy in your team that could be out for a couple games, two or three. Now, it could kook your week, potentially, 100%, but we just want to play that very, very smartly. Other top ads right now that are coming across on Yahoo, again, it's almost 11 p.m. here in Australia. So the transaction window has been open for four hours and it's Jacob Gilliard is the number one added guy for the Memphis Grizzlies. He's put together a couple of good games, getting minutes there, uh, getting threes, excellent efficiency, plus 500 in his last three games, six assists on the docket. And he does have a game coming up tomorrow. Then they leave it and play again Thursday. Look, the Grizzlies basically had a G League team out there the other day. They had 13, I think Manny messaged me, 13 guys out. So Jacob Gilead becomes a great stream. He has been added uh, two th- almost 2,500 times. Maxi Kleber, he has been added uh, over in Dallas for the games. They do have a game again on Tuesday and Thursday on the set. And Kleber's been getting minutes up around 27.5 and 35 in his last two games. Points, rebounds, solid field goal percentage. Hits his free throws for a bigger player as well. But very curious to see what Kleber does around the deadline. Now, Thursday is also deadline day. Interesting. So we could grab Maxi for the first day on the Tuesday, and maybe he doesn't go in the trade. Or if for by way that anyone comes in to fill that power forward spot, 
they're not going to be playing Thursday because that's deadline day. So Maxi Kleber becomes a really nice ad as well if you're looking to get some juice out of that one. Keontae George has been trending again in the right direction for the Utah Jazz of late. He's been having some consistent games. He is up 3% to 20% owned in Yahoo leagues. I like him as well, especially with a lot of talk around Utah. And we'll talk about these guys right now in the Utah list because this is my hit list. For guys who we just want to keep our eye on or action around the teams and keep our eye on their depth charts, we've got the Pistons, Alec Burtz, Bojan Bogdanovic, and Isaiah Stewart, who I did not spell correctly there. What's so bloody ever? But it's only Isaiah Stewart. We've also got in the Lakers, Rui Hachimura, and I think somewhat to a lesser extent, because of the Vando injury. And if Vando is going to be out in a few weeks, they might be reticent or hesitant to trade away Rui after he's been playing well in the starting lineup. D'Lo is obviously around there, and Cam Reddish is by way in them right now, talking about a lot of trade action around these younger guys in their list. In the Grizzlies, Marcus Smart is a name that we, with his being out with injured, we don't have to pay much attention. But Jacob Gilead, again, is the guy who's getting those guard minutes around there. And they've been a stream. And Luke Kennard has been a great little pickup there. In the Trailblazers, we've got Jeremy Grant and Malcolm Brogdon possibly heading out of Port Town and getting out of Oregon. And Shaden Sharp looks to be returning maybe later next week. So if they trade Brogdon, look, they've got a lot of guards. Scoot Henderson getting more minutes. And Shaden Sharp possibly back in week 17, all things going well. And our last team is the Spurs. We've got the Spurs, Trey Jones, Chetty Osman in those teams as well. And our last team for the Utah Jazz, like I mentioned, Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, and Kelly Olinick are all trade names that we want to keep on our radars and maybe just avoid streaming or just know that if we have these guys currently, they're all around the debate of being in trades. And when they're going to be in a trade, they're going to be out for those games, especially for like the guys at the Lakers who play four games, two games after the trade deadline. And these are the teams that play on the Thursday. And if these things go down on the Thursday, they're not playing. And they're not playing most likely for the rest of this week. So keep our eyes on those guys because those are the guys that could move come trade deadline time on Thursday. Again, really quickly through the playlist, Alec Burks, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, Isaiah Stewart, Ruby Hachimura, D'Lo, Cam Reddish, we're also looking at Marcus Smart, Jeremy Grant, Malcolm Brogdon. More so for Marcus Smart not playing, so we keep our eye around that situation. Trey Jones, Chetty Osman, Jeremy Grant, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, and Kelly Olinick. We want to pull it up there. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. Make sure you like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. This has been Inside Fantasy Sports, Inside NBA Show. We'll catch you soon.